welcome into the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio, where we do this again uh, for now, well, three and one half years to the day. Wow. Three and a half years ago. Started doing this damn thing. Sorry. I, I'm going to get Mother Mary off to the side here because O'Neill is such a handsome model dog that I can't, you know, if she were obstructing his face like that, people would be like, yeah, we love Mother Mary, but let's see O'Neill. Uh, yeah, three and a half years. I Oh, my God. I, every time I have these milestone days, I get like, Thank you so much. And it's it's true. You know, I don't, uh, it's, I, I, I'm very thankful. I'm very, very appreciative uh, of, of everyone being part of the show. Okay. I know sometimes I yell at you and I know sometimes I, uh, I lose my shit, but I'm human. And, um, well, that's an excuse. So I don't like giving excuses. Yeah. Sometimes I am going to scream at you and yell at you, but I'm trying. I am trying. Uh, welcome. I'm just so glad that you're here uh, being part of this. I'm kind of stalling because I want to slam this coffee, you know? Got kind of a late start today. Kind of just laid there without the queen of the forest stomping around. Um, you know, I have a tendency to lay in bed. There we go. Good. Um, while I sit here, if you're listening to the audio podcast, you cannot see, but the uh, little laces on this hoodie are all like wonky. And I know that that triggers Rick from TC Paintball. He is like the most, he's like a child. He really is. So I have to, I have to make sure this is because if the strings aren't like even, he actually has a temper tantrum. He is a handful. My God. I don't know who is more uh, high maintenance, Rick or Madison when she was five. Holy cow. I don't like the word triggered. Yeah, well, you're triggered by the word triggered. You're, you're showing it right there. You're showing how weak you are with your announcement to the world that you are triggered by the word triggered. Rick will join us later this week, much to the delight and the chagrin to some of you. Some of you are like, oh, man. No, you, you don't understand. Uh, Rick is ideal for delivering content. Ideal. You know why? And uh, Because when he blurts something out, he just lets it fly. And that is always a winner. You got to have someone who is not afraid to say the ignorant thing that they are about to use. And he, he does that. He, well, 99 times out of 100 things flying out of his face are wrong. Uh, I'm just giving him the opportunity to plant his flag in his wrongness. I was told by someone that I look like Henry Winkler. I don't know if I like that. Isn't Henry Winkler like 95 years old? Henry Winkler now. Oh, God. 
That's disappointing. Look at the first of all, I can't believe the Fonz looks like that. Oh no. Look at the, that's me. I should be greatly offended by this. Come on, man. Hey, you look like Henry Winkler. Son of a bitch. <laughs> He's got to be like in his 80s. I'll be 52 in July. After this person said it, I was like, hey. yeah, I love him. Thanks. All right. Uh, so glad that you are here in the, uh, in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker studio. Uh, as you know, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures every day of the work week. I have finally, finally dove into, um, Ozark and I'm like five episodes into it and I am going to utter an unpopular opinion here about the show Ozark this show is garbage and it's taken me however many seasons there are in it to realize it is pure shit The best way I can describe it is uh, mostly unlikable characters. Marty is somewhat likable if everything wasn't so perfect. I just, he kind of bugs me. But he isn't the big problem. The big problem is pretty much everyone else with the exception of uh, uh, Ruth. The chick who plays uh, Ruth. Well, Ruth. Ruth. Uh, not the actor. I don't have a problem with the actor. Uh, Ruth is a character that I really like. I love that character. She saves the show. Everything else is shit. Uh, Jonah, the kid, I want him to get shot in the face. Um, the daughter, Charlotte, she needs to die. Uh, Darlene is just a dumb hick bitch. I can't stand her. And that, that stupid kid that she's having sex with, that is just disgusting. You know that actress is 70 years old in real life. Oh, God. That whole thing, I'm just sick of it. It makes me uncomfortable when they kiss. Oh, I don't like seeing anybody kiss in public. Jesus, save it for your bedroom, you pig. Uh, and it's just, there's nothing really, uh, there aren't really any... Um, well-written twists and turns in the plot of this show. It's not like a Vince Gilligan show, like Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. It's just like, uh, like I just finished an episode where um, there's a lot of particulars. I'm not going to spoil anything. A lot of particulars in the episode. It, it doesn't really get me further along in the overall story of the show. It's just an episode where like, uh-oh, uh, shenanigans are keeping Marty from his latest drug deal. Uh-oh, he's got to go out and solve them. He gets on the phone and, and uh, yeah, makes a couple of things happen. And then three minutes later, everything works out nicely and neatly, wrapped up in a nice bow in the end, and uh, and that's it. 
Uh, there have been a couple of times where I went, oh, that was awesome. But uh, it, overall, this is a shit show. I want you to know that. It is absolute garbage. And the only reason why I am watching it is because uh, years ago, I, I got into it and, and, and liked it to some degree. I like the, the, uh, the guys in the cartel because they're violent. And, uh, and I want to see the outrageous shit that they pull. But even they are starting to bug me. Okay? Uh, the fact that the, the main storyline is uh, Navarro, the guy who's in charge of the cartel, he wants to retire. That's, that's the premise of the last season. He's a cartel bigwig who wants to retire nicely into the, into the United States. And just kind of like get out of the game. So this is the the episode is all about how he, how is he going to be able to retire and be able to go from the United States to Mexico without being arrested? Huh? Okay. Wow. So he has to cut a deal with the uh, with the FBI. Oh, okay. So that's the the main premise of this. And Marty, and uh, what the hell is his crazy wife's name? I don't know. They have to kind of like uh, uh, talk to their uh, FBI uh, person that they're close to and try to somehow cut a deal. It's just, it's just fucking stupid. And I, I'm invested, so I'm going to watch it all the way to the end. But it's just shit. Um, nowadays, you can get away with a reasonably shitty script just as long as if at random moments people get shot who you least expect. Uh, getting shot and a better call Saul is, is, uh, is, you know, they do that too, but it's just better leading up to those moments. Just better acting, better story writing. Ozark sucks. I'm sorry. Uh, I, it's so slow. It just drags. Oh my God. Um, and I can tell that they really, not this season, but previous seasons, the chick who plays Ruth, one of her favorite lines was, I don't, that everybody loved was, I don't know shit about fuck. And you can tell that they really kind of um, amp that up and are playing off of that because a lot of her lines are similar to that. Now, a lot that when, when she gets pissed off, she says ridiculous shit like that. And now it's like, now it's not even funny anymore. So I'm just kind of bummed out by this fucking show. All right. Speaking of a crazy, violent show, uh, the world is reporting that uh, this past weekend, it was a crazy, violent weekend. Now, I'm pretty sure every weekend is a crazy, violent weekend. But the dynamic of how in the world today, there's, you know, a lot of talk about somehow... Um, both sides of the aisle coming up with a plan to make guns harder to get. Now, a good way to do that is to take every moment where someone fired a gun over the weekend into like an unsuspecting crowd or somebody gets shot and, uh, you, you, uh, put them into a nice little package and say, here world. Here is another weekend of gun violence. We must we must end the guns. Now, to me, 
there's different levels of gun violence. The one I'm most concerned with is bad guy getting a gun and walking into a school or a grocery store or something like that. You know, like uh, Topps Grocery Store, Buffalo, Uvalde, uh, Texas. Uh, that is what really, to me, should drive this. But this weekend, I'm not really sure. There's To me, there's three kinds. There's uh, terrorist violence. There's uh, gang violence. Or just general, I'm pissed off and I'm going to wave around a gun and shoot somebody uh, while I'm drunk. And then there's, like, the to me, the most sinister what happened in Uvalde and the grocery store. I don't know about you, but whenever I, I, I see a, a, a shooting story, I'm always like, well, what type of shooting was it? Oh, oh it was a drive-by. Oh, I, I don't give a fuck. Because it's, 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 that's what, that's what happens all the time in America is drive-by shootings where some asshole shoots up a house. And frankly, um, you know, if, Gang members are shooting at other gang members. I, I'm not really concerned about that. I don't. I don't really give a shit. Uh, what What does bother me though is when the six year old kid on the front lawn who's playing she takes one. That's horrible. So yes, awful in scope. But you still have gang members shooting into the homes of gang members. Different in my opinion. But the media today is packaging all of these violent moments, which I'm not even sure the motivation for any of these. I'm pretty sure at least one was a drive-by, though. You know, that's old-school gun violence. Just drive by and shoot up a house, and then boom, you're gone. You ever see the film Colors? Oh, my God. With uh, uh, Sean Penn and... Uh, Robert Duvall, Pac-Man, Ice-T with the soundtrack. Oh, fantastic. Actually, it's it's horrible. It's garbage. But uh, I remember seeing it when I was a kid and I wanted to be a gang member. I was like, yeah. And then I went back to my suburban household and because mom said I had to be home by nine. Anyway, um, the media is packaging all this shit right now and, and spoon feeding it to the world. And they're... Uh, Detailing it as, and there's finally, there seems to be movement in a bar, a bipartisan way about, uh, uh, moving forward to alleviate the threat of guns. And I'm like, look, if there is anything that happens on a political level concerning guns, do you think that the assholes that are driving by the house, shooting rounds into the house of the drive-by shooting. Do you think they're going to go, hey, guys, knock it off. No more drive-bys. They just passed a bill. Of course not. Of course not. What does um, scare me the most? Because something does have to be done. I'll admit that. Um, I, I don't want an 18-year-old fucking idiot going into a store anymore and walking out with uh two 
assault rifles and uh, a thousand rounds because he can, because that's okay. That should not happen. But it's just weird to me. It's an interesting dynamic to see all of these people, uh, all these uh, media outlets. Uh, it's almost like they're working together. They probably are to uh, package all the incidents of violence that happen in the United States and say, see, see, we have to do something. As soon as I saw all those things, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Uh, to me, those are way different than what happened in Uvalde. I'm not saying there that anybody was deserving of being shot. It, I just need to know, because there's something about the motivation of just crazy guy for some reason going in and shooting children and shoppers. Uh, and the shopping one was motivated by racism, but I, I don't know. Very, very odd to me. Ultimately, will something get done? I don't know. Um, in a way, I hope that what happened this past weekend doesn't motivate them to overstep. That would be concerning to me. Okay. We have a busy day with our beloved NFK, my sweet brother-in-law that lives with me. Um, by the way, I had to go to the store the, uh, the, this weekend uh, and uh, rebuy uh, ass washing materials. A new bottle of uh, Head and Shoulders, new bottle of body wash, a new uh, a wand with a with a loofah on the end of it because uh, I had none of those things when I when we when I gave him a shower the other day, and that was that was an adventure. Holy shit! Uh, but no, we're back in business. Um, today is his physical. Now Friday was the blood draw for the physical, and um, it wouldn't surprise me if. His blood work is absolutely perfect. It was last year at this time when I got the surprise of my life when I saw that everything looks awesome. His blood panel is better than mine or Diana's. He's 10 years older. And um, today, all he'll do is chew tobacco, drink beer, get up from the couch to get Hot Pockets, and, uh, and watch TV for 14 hours a day, which, by the way, I did some math. We are approaching two years of the NFK living here. So you take 365 times two. Uh, that's 730 days. Times 24 hours a day. That means coming up here very soon in one just under a month. He will have eclipsed the 17,520 hour mark of being a resident here at the home that belongs to the queen of the forest that I'm allowed to live in. And um, so you have a 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. TV watching window every day. Every day. So that is 14 hours a day. So I'm go going to do the math here, as I like to do. This is going to be fairly simple. So 14 hours... Um, hold on a second. 365 times two. 365 times two, again, is 730 days. Okay. Times 14 hours. 
of the 17,520 hours he has lived here at this household, 10,220 of those hours have been watching TV. (laughs) If you divide that by 24 hours in a day, that's how many days he has been watching TV. So of the 730 days he's lived here, roughly, 425 days have been watching TV. The rest have been sleeping, uh, eating stofers, and shitting in the toilet and making messes everywhere in this household. That has been the life. He's happy. I am not kidding you. That would probably make you not happy. But he is one million percent happy. And he's healthy. He's taken care of. He is a big part of this family. We have bonded. Had a discussion with him the other day. Uh, He got out of the shower. And I had to clip his fingernails. So I'm holding them. And I'm extra close to him because I'm like holding his hand. And uh, clippy, clippy. And I, I go, and I can smell his breath. I go, you're not brushing your teeth again, are you? Pause. Uh, not today. Now, he hasn't brushed him in forever. And I go, okay, again, if you, I go, you need to do this. I go, if you don't, I'm going to. That's the way this is going to play out. If you don't brush your teeth, I'm brushing your teeth. Okay. He's like a little kid. He's adorable. It's like I have a teenager in this house again. For those of you that don't know, uh, Diana's 61, soon to be 62-year-old brother had a temporal lobe lobotomy about 20 years ago and removed a good portion of his brain. Uh, It's fine. It's remapped, and he's still very, very functional, and you can walk. Uh, talk to him and, and all those things. He just has kind of like emotional outbursts and tends to interrupt you all the time and uh, not wear underwear and, and, and wipe shit on my uh, appliances and salt and pepper shakers. Um, but the years of seizures, the intense medicine that he has to consume and the lobotomy have made him a little crispy around the edges. Uh, after the passing of Diana's brother two years ago, there was no one to care for him. And that's Diana's last living direct relative. Come on in. Come on in. You're ours. You are ours. And now, and then let the fun begin. Yes. The man who brought you that fart got to me. One of the greatest quotes in the history of storytelling and radio. That fart got to me is here and has been here. Holy shit. Uh, on Saturday, I had a busy day. And speaking of the NFK, every time I um, have to you know, leave the house, I always update him because he's always wondering where everyone is and uh, where people are. He's nosy and he's always concerned and worried. So I have to inform him. Like, you know, I'm checking in. So Saturday, I had to drive all the way to Ann Arbor for my nephew's graduation. And then I'm going to come home, be home for like an hour. And then I have to go all the way to Muskegon for the indoor football game. So I have to fill him in on, on the day. And so he's watching TV. You know. Now I've talked to you 
that he has this habit where when you start to talk to him, you won't be done even uttering your first sentence. And he's going to interrupt you with a question that's on his brain. So that always concerns me because he's not listening because he's talking. And I have to tell him, and he does it all the time. And it's starting to really get on my nerves. So I go, hey, uh, Kevy, how are you? Not bad, man. Shit, fuck. And I go, uh, so today um, I'm going to be driving over to, and as I'm saying that, um, he goes, is Kyle coming over today? And that's the guy working on the basement. And so uh, all I want to do is tell him what I'm doing for the day. So I haven't even gotten out the first sentence. He goes, Kyle coming over today to work in the basement. And um, I'm like, hold on. You're getting ahead of me. Take it easy. No big deal. And uh, he kind of looks at me and I, and uh, that, and you know, he realizes he's just stepped all over me. It's like doing my old radio show, you know? And uh, I go just one thing at a time. And I explain to him, no, Kyle's not coming over today. This is what I'm doing today. Oh my God. Um, so I get that all taken care of. That's where that ends. Day comes, day goes. Today, today is the day for the physical. And uh, now we have a better handle on his health today than we ever have. Last year at this time, I was not really bathing the NFK. I wasn't at all. He He just wasn't showering at all. And I was concerned about when he was going to go into the doctor's office, which I have to be in there for the physical. And then the doc is going to make him drop his pants. And then the ball odor is going to kill the doctor. That's what I was concerned with. But we obviously don't have that problem anymore because I now uh, have transitioned to full on caretaker and, and he's clean as hell. One thing that stands out today though, that needs to be taken care of. You see, now we're getting to the fine tuning. We've already repaired his neck. He's recovering well from that. He's starting to get some sensations and feelings back in his hand and fingers. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever get to a point where he uh, actually wipes his hands on a napkin instead of my refrigerator. But, uh, you know, one thing at a time. Uh, Now the new thing is, as you know, I have taken uh, ownership of bringing his feet back to life. I sat here on this show however long ago and described to you how bad his feet looked. I described them as looking like a fish. We took him to a podiatrist and um, basically they're like, well, okay, yeah, we can do this, but this is all home care that needs to be done. And it wasn't until I decided to actually start giving the guy a shower um, on the regular that I then... Something happens to a person when they actually do this. If you become a caretaker, um, a caregiver, you, you, you at first are a little concerned and apprehensive about washing their balls and asshole. But as you do it, you then become desensitized to it. And then it's like, it's no big deal. Anybody that takes care of someone knows what I'm talking about. So this suddenly becomes part of my repertoire. I have skills for taking care of him. So I'm there with my gloves on. And I take care of the guy's feet. Now, they look incredible now. I have, I'm not kidding you. His little gnarly hobbit feet, though they're arthritic, they are, they look spectacular. 
I have brought these feet back to life. I'm not even going to gross you folks out here. Well, maybe a little, but you know, I'm all about it. it I, I just hold it in my hand and I, I have to massage the callus off and get the skin chunk uh, to fall in the garbage can and then put the, the medicine on, which eats more callus. And then the next time I take the sock off, uh, I, I, I rub the callus more and then it slowly, but surely we are chewing the, the dried foot meat off off of the foot. Okay, so there's that. Then he's got a gnarly fungus toe. Now, I don't know if you know anything about fungus toes. Some of you have these, and you're not taking care of it, and you need to because normal toenails, they grow uh, off of the end of the toe. Yours don't, and his don't. They grow thick and yellow and brittle. You must get a medicine called Lamisil, and you must take that medicine. The problem is it takes like three months to make it go away but just keep taking the medicine today is the day the physical day when i say to the doc doc i want you to look at that fungus toe and he's gonna say oh yeah that's it we got to get some lamisil do a little blood test make sure that the uh blood is uh what they do is they determine if the lamisil will affect the liver because there's this bad side effect of lamisil could kill you if you have a uh, certain um, marker in your blood that says, Hey, don't take Lamisil. So today's that day. I feel pretty good about that. All part. You know, that show that we talked about, um, the resurrection of Jake, the snake, which is an incredible, incredible, uh, documentary. It's going to make you want to run through a wall too. Sad, happy, awesome. Uh, a lot of a lot of incredible moments in that. This is the resurrection of the NFK's feet. I wish I had taken a before picture of this man's feet, and I have brought them back to life. I feel pretty good about that, too. All right. Now, right now, this show is on Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And then, of course, the audio podcast downloadable wherever you download podcasts. So if you ever want the audio podcast, just search it on any podcasting app. You'll find it. Can't miss it. If you're the ride in the car type of guy or girl. But if you want the show live as it happens to uh, to listen to at this time of the day every day, uh, I recommend you get it on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. If you're watching on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm going to now cut it off. That's it. I'm cutting it off. The point is so that you can get the first, the open of the show, which we're doing, finishing up, and then tell you to go to Twitch for the rest of today's show. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Hit the follow button, and then you'll know. You'll know when I go live. Also, while you're there, subscribe to it for free with Twitch Prime. If you don't subscribe, then in the middle of what I'm saying, you'll see an ad every handful of minutes. And it's annoying as shit. The show is free, but they throw ads in on Twitch uh, in order to pay for the platform. If you want to get it without those interruptions during the show, you got to sign up with your Amazon Prime account from your desktop or your laptop. And you got to do it every month, unfortunately. It doesn't auto-renew. You don't have Amazon, then you got to pay five bucks. Sorry, but that's the way they do it. Not my decision. So I, I thank you on Facebook, Twitch, I'm sorry, Facebook, Twitter. I get those two mixed up all the time. And uh, YouTube for enjoying this and checking it out. But uh, the rest of it is available on Twitch. So I say goodbye to you now.
And off they go. Off they go with their day. All right. All right. Uh, we had Chipotle uh, taco bar for the graduation party for my nephew. Uh, my nephew is going to be going to school like five miles away from here in the fall. Beautiful Grand Valley State University. And uh, I, I admit it, I don't have the closest relationship with my nephews. Um, but I, I know him well enough that when I walk into the uh, residence, he goes, yo, what's up, Uncle Eric? Yo. I should probably bring World Book Jim in about this. Nah, because he's... He might... Nah, I don't want to do that. No, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Because if he doesn't pick it up, which he probably won't, he's going to think that someone's dead. So then I'll have to follow up with like a uh, text saying, hey, no one's dead. You know, when your parents, when you're. Yo, hey, how no, you doing? Hey, no one's dead. I'm just, I'm on the podcast. This is, uh, this is a good story. I didn't want to, uh, but if you got to work, I understand. Uh, I have a couple minutes. What's going on? Uh, first of all, that was a tremendous graduation party. Thank you. That looked a lot of fun. I love your kitchen, by the way. It's the first time I've seen it since you had it done. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like three years old now. But, uh, yeah, it was great. The family was awesome. I was glad having everybody over. Wait a minute. Are you telling me it's been three years since I've been at your house? No. Well, yeah, at least. Oh, my God. That's horrible. It was COVID. Boy, I don't. I, it's like a, I cannot believe it's been that long, you know, um, in, in terms of, like, the 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 whole covid thing just kind of like just flashed everything by yeah uh, so your your son my nephew is, is going to be very close to us in a couple of months and yes, uh, he is. and i'm excited about that i told him he'll be expected at the house every sunday for dinner so that's good right yeah uh when i walk I, I told i told him to give you a call when he gets in trouble instead of me yeah i'll get him out of jail yeah so uh, he's at a point in his life where he's still talking like a kid, which is normal. Uh, because I walked up to him. And I said, hi, Zach. Congrats. And he said, yo, what's up? Yes. <laughs> and he, yes, like, he said, yo, what's up? And he put his hand up like we're in a gang together. And he did all sorts of like uh, grab my hand in a particular way. And I didn't know how to do it. And I thought it was hysterical. Yes, that is that is my son. I call him Eric all the time. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I did. I remember that, and he um, he strikes me as the type of person that everyone in the high school uh, like knows. So he got the loudest applause, <laughs> mainly because he was the last student to go across the aisle. But I also think, in part, because he knows everybody, and he doesn't have an ill word to say about anyone. So no, he has like no known enemies. Yeah, he doesn't. He just, I mean, people might not like him, but he doesn't talk ill about anyone. Well, that is definitely not like me. 
Right. It's not like me or anybody in our family, correct? Yeah, because that's kind of, I mean, I've, ne- I've never stopped doing that. I mean, I still do it now. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's ready to go. And that means he'll be, uh, he'll be here for dinner. And uh, I'll be getting to know him even because I, I admitted to the audience that I don't really have that. I'm not that uh, incredibly close with any of my nephews or nieces, which is a mistake. It shouldn't be that way. Because when we were growing up, do you remember uh, how close we were to our cousins? We were close for a while and then a gap. Yeah, everybody, yes, everybody got we divorced. Took, we took vacations with them. Um, I remember going up. Remember Aunt Marilyn? We used to go tubing down that stupid river up north. I don't remember what it was. Aunt Marilyn and Mom took us to like Hersey, Michigan. I do remember on the that. Hersey River. I do. I do remember that. And then, uh, yeah, there was adventures there. And then, of course, we had a couple of trips to California. Um, yeah. And those were awesome. Yep, yep, yep. Well, and then the vacations with Dawn and Jennifer. Yes, which, by the way, uh, Jennifer... Uh, she visited the hockey game, and I didn't. Even, I didn't know it was her. I thought she was a crazy stalker. Yeah, I was sitting. I was in the. I was right at uh, at ice level, and she was outside of the penalty box, tapping on the glass. I'm like, who is this crazy lady? And then I, it dawns on me. Go, well, she looks like Aunt Bonnie. Oh my God, it's Jennifer. So yeah, it was incredible. Does she live out there now? No, she was. She lives in Chesterfield. She was visiting because. Uh, her kid's hockey team, which is, I guess, my second cousin, right? Her kid? Her kid would be her first cousin once we moved. I've never understood how that works. Yeah. Either do I, but I just say that. All right. Well, have a good day. I just wanted to share that your son seems like, uh, you know, he's, you know, it's just hilarious to see him interact with adults still. It was it was fantastic. I'm glad you came out. I've got. I'll send you a picture today. Did he? That I found yeah. going through the slideshow. Okay. Did he make big money? He hasn't opened them yet. Oh yeah, no one. That's, that's how he rolls. Holy shit! All right. Well, very good. Congrats on the uh, on the second graduation. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Okay, love bye. you, brother. Love you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. It's a rare uh, WBJ appearance right there. World Book Jim. Nice pipes on Jim. He's got a he's got a solid voice. While we're at it, we should probably check in with the Queen of the Forest. See if uh how it's going as she's chaperoning people across the eastern seaboard. Hello? Hey, uh, I'm on the podcast. Oh, hello. Are you, on, are you on the bus right now? We are. We are. Uh, we just got into New York City. Like, like Manhattan? Yeah. You mean you took the tunnel or the bridge? Tunnel. Okay. This big old bus. What's the uh, What's on the agenda for today? The, the first step is top of the rock. Rockefeller Tower, you know, how you go way up there and you can look out. I've never done it, but I've heard about it. Yeah, so that, and then uh, 9-11 Memorial, just for not the inside, just the outside. Yeah. Um, we just got done watching Man in the Red Bandana. I was telling you the other day, and we just got done watching that, so we did, get a little 
Yeah. Because these kids, these kids weren't even born. They were not even no, in the twinkle of their parents' eyes. They don't know. They don't know. Yeah. They're like, yeah, whatever. 9-11, something happened. We don't care. Exactly. And so then after that is um, the speedboat ride called The Beast. And some shopping in, in uh, Times Square. Okay. We have lunch at Hard Rock Cafe. All kinds of things. Okay. And what, what are yeah. you what are you coming home? I, I will be home uh, Thursday morning. We drive through the night on Wednesday after we get out of Hershey Park. And then I'll be home like 9 a.m. Thursday, I think. I might have to have you come get me or I might have to have somebody come get me. Okay. You want to know what I did? What? Uh, I scrubbed your brother's uh, asshole, and then um, I uh, he got a blood draw on Friday, and then today we have to go get a physical to talk about his toenail fungus. Oh, nice. Pretty normal good. day. Good. Sounds good. Uh, Dale, uh, Dale is coming in today to um, okay. uh, power wash the house. Okay. So you're going to miss that. You're going to miss your, your boyfriend, Dale. I'm going to miss handsome man. I know. And then Kyle has is uh, got, supposed to come after work. Okay. he's starting his job. You know you know how much all that trim cost? I know. I know you told me. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, you have a job to do, too. You have to get that mulch delivered because, you know, we paid for that. And they're going to, you know, if we wait too long to have it delivered, they're going to be like, what? You didn't order any mulch. And then we're going to be out 200 bucks. No, no, they're not because the the shithead who owns the business is Matt Hubbard, and he listens every day. And uh, he listens. Tell Matt Hubbard um, that his cupboard is going to be there if he doesn't uh, deliver my mulch. Did you just insult him based on and and uh, rhymed his name with cupboard with Hubbard cupboard whatever? Old, old Mother Hubbard, don't you know that song or that nursery rhyme? Old yeah. Mother Hubbard. Yeah, he, yeah, listen, this Hubbard guy, he's the bane of my existence because um, he, I spend money with him, but he won't spend a dime on the podcast because I swear or something like that. It's either I can't he hasn't he hasn't revealed um, because he listens and loves it, but he can't associate his business because he thinks I, I can't figure out if it's because I say poo poo caca or because I think Trump's an asshole. Either way, either way, he's a dumb dick. <laughs> well, he still needs to deliver my mulch, so could you make that happen? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll get right on it. No, no, seriously, I'm being serious. Because then this weekend, I can we can we can spread it. Wait a minute. What do you mean? Are you gonna spread it for me? No. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I'm good at spreading. Oh, God, don't. Oh, come on. All right. Well, okay. have a uh, have a good day, and I'll talk to you, okay? Okay, sounds good. I'll see you in a little bit. Um, well, I won't see you in a little bit, no, but I will talk to you in a little bit. I'll talk to you in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. See ya. Bye. There you go, Queen of the Forest. Legend. Uh, what the hell was I going to talk about? There was something on my brain. It's gone. It is gone. It might hit later. That's okay. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss. Follow on all those. Thank you.
Download the audio podcast wherever you download podcasts. Please subscribe to my Patreon. A $5 or $10 donation gets you hours of content. You ever go to a uh, page and it says, yeah, donate to the show. That always makes me cringe because I'm like, yeah, can't just bag like that. You got to, so I call the Patreon a donation, at least I have been lately. And for that donation, you get 15 plus hours of content each and every week. Uh, including the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. All right. The open. And the live stream. Brought to you. By the Kent County Health Department. You go to accesskent.com slash health. And all the information you need about their services are there. This is a very nuts and bolts website. But the things that I want to talk about, what they want to talk about. If you see the listing on the left here, it's it's a lot of words. Overview, children and families. Um, specifically WIC, personal health services, and immunizations. That's what I want to talk about. Right now, it is HIV Awareness Month. Okay? So, now, that's kind of tricky to talk about. You know, hey, if you think you got HIV, uh, here's what you do. I mean, I imagine... Uh, that is, uh, that's a horrible thing to even think about, but nowadays HIV is not what it was, uh, back in, uh, Dallas buyers club days when basically you're just dead. Uh, nowadays, uh, with the amount of uh, medical treatment that is there, the, um, uh, medicines that you can obtain and take can lower the level of HIV in your system to a point that it is undetectable and you can go about your life in a normal way, which it's still, it's crazy to me. You would think that when that happened, that there would be the biggest uh, news story. And it's like, it, I kind of just found out by attrition over time. Uh, but yes, that is that is the case. There is life for people there is hope if you are diagnosed with that but reason why i'm bringing it up on uh this being this important month is uh what you do is you go to accesskent.com slash health click on personal health services and there you go it is all there for you about sexually transmitted infections and hiv testing and things like that it's all there And uh, that is one of the things that they want me to talk about with you at the Kent County Health Department. Great group of people working very hard with the public health. It's been a rough two and a half years for them uh, trying to get their messages out about the other things that they uh, talked about before COVID. But uh, still a dominating um, uh, force is uh, is dealing with that. But um, they have uh, weathered through it. And I'll be having interviews with various people from the Kent County Health Department about some of their services as time goes on, but they 
are a key sponsor of the show, and I'm so very glad to have them on board. If you need anything answered uh, uh, through the Kent County Health Department, you go to accesskent.com slash health. Go there. Even go there if you are outside of Kent County and they can help you with some of your questions. There, I have a lot of personnel that can handle the uh, the workload. Speaking of workload, A&E Heating and Cooling, Senor Martinez uh, wants to work for you. Make sure that your uh, air conditioner is working at an appropriate level and at peak efficiency. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. If you are in West Michigan and you, uh, you know, you're know you getting ready to fire up the AC, you haven't really needed it too much yet. It's been a couple of warm days, but uh, you still definitely uh, at any one point you can get your AC tuned up, cleaned thoroughly, running efficiently, because if it runs inefficiently for too long, that leads to breakdowns and then more money out of your pocket. If you do need a new installation of an AC unit, they will install the best in the business, the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. And of course, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast is Blue Frost IT. Now, some of you folks uh, work for large companies that already have IT departments in-house. That's fine. However, Blue Frost IT, though they might not be the IT provider for your business, they are a hardware, software, and licensing vendor, and they're going to get all of these products that you might need in those categories for a lot cheaper than anyone else, okay? So they can help your business. Reach out to Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. Or they could be the managed IT service provider or contracted employees to retrofit your workplace or get you new help you get new tech uh, with their services. Bluefrostit.com. All right, guess what? It is time to go tinkle. Your old pal Eric Zane has uh, uh, two cups of coffee in him, and that means it is time to take a break. So wait right there, and I'll be back.
good? Okay. Headline. Only fan models say they're going broke. Because they have run out of poses. And men aren't paying. See the picture here of the young lady. With their uh, looking in the mirror. Getting ready for the next big OnlyFans adventure. Putting on the makeup. Getting ready for the day's chores of sticking things in her. Ugh. God. That's remarkable. According to this article, it says, like any get-quick scheme, get-rich-quick scheme, the key is to get the people who have no chance at making money to believe they can get rich like the top-tier individuals. Sounds like Patreon. It is very much a pyramid scheme, but like a deck of cards stacked on each other, it will come tumbling down. I don't know about that. I mean, the people that are the best at it, the most attractive... Those people will always do fine, right? I mean, if you're some ugly bow-wow, maybe not. Or, you know, maybe if you are an ugly bow-wow, there is a market for that. Somehow, some way, uh, ugly bow-wows, for some reason, if they do crazy shit, people are going to sign up for it. According to this, it says one of the first things that happen is the market gets oversaturated. Oversaturated. There's more supply than demand. Like right now, gas. There's more demand than supply. That's what's going on. Though all of you idiots seem to think that the president just said, no, it's time to pay higher gas prices. Come on, how dumb are you? Uh, when it comes to OnlyFans, when the supply all looks the same, acts the same, and doesn't do anything different, eventually the demand goes down because people lose interest. Okay? The second problem is content. This all applies to your old pal Eric Zane. That's why I'm always changing my content. <laughs> When the market is oversaturated, oversaturated, why can't I say that word? You better have premium, consistent, and creative content. Many women don't have the time. Well, I wouldn't just say women. I would say women and men. Men can be OnlyFans stars too, right? Does anyone know anyone who is a male OnlyFans star? I don't know why, but I think that um, a man, that a man OnlyFans star... I just had this preconceived notion in my head that the only person who would look at a, a male OnlyFans page would be gay men, right? I can't imagine a woman being so, um, you know, who would, who would say, oh, man, I really want to go see this guy uh, yank his crank. I'm going to have to go onto the only... I, I, it just doesn't seem 
like something that a woman would do. I don't know why that is. I just have this idea that they're not interested in that. Hang on. Um, when the market is oversaturated, over, there I go again. I keep saying saturated, saturated. You better have premium, consistent and creative content. Many women don't have the time or want to put in the effort for that. So it isn't surprising. They are broke now. You know how see the problem with people who do only fans who are actually like, Hey, I need this money is they then go and spend it. Okay. They then blow it all. The plunging economy has been hard on one particular sector. Sex workers who say that decades high inflation has forced their clients to cut back on discretionary spending. Allie Ray, a 38-year-old Massachusetts woman who left her $84,000 a year nursing job to earn a monthly six-figure income on OnlyFans, said she and other online creators have seen their incomes take a hit recently. Many top creators are really hurting bad, Ray said. It's definitely something that's happening. Ray earned as much as $200,000 a month. What, you stupid idiot? If you'd have just lived within your means, you could have done this for one year and then wisely saved it and invested it and gotten out of the industry. $200,000 a month and you spent it all. Her income has fallen 25% in recent weeks. Boy, I wonder if she can scrape by on over $100,000 a month. Uh, My traffic's been down a lot, she said. I'm working harder than I have ever been. Allie Ray, who has used some of her OnlyFans earnings to create her crypto-friendly platform for erotic performers, told the Post that as one of the site's top earners, she can withstand slowdowns. For those at the bottom, however, they have they have to find a new line of work. I wonder if people who do this, if they do it, but they hate it. You know, like I like what I do, bl- running my mouth every day. I don't hate this. I enjoy it. It's fun. I love it. You know, it's a lot of work, but, and I spend a lot of time doing it, but I still very much like it. If I hated it, I just, I wouldn't be able to do it. I'd crack. I wonder if these people love sticking things in them. Like, oh boy, the week getting ready to start another live stream. Can't wait to stick this rolling pin up my ass. This is going to be great. Do they, do they look at it that way or is it like, oh God, I'm a sex worker and I hate my life. I, I imagine that that, ooh, that just sounds horrible to me. So that's basically it. Um, according to, uh, it says, this is one of these stupid flip articles, which I hate, which means I'm just basically becoming part of the clickbait problem. Uh, there's really no more to it than that. They're just saying, yep, there is uh, an oversaturated market. 
Good luck. Well, if you did it, you earned the money like that nurse, you know? She should should have saved her money and then get out of it, go back to being a nurse, and move on. There's a story going around about a uh, couple that um, went to Disney World to get uh, have, a, have a good time, and there's a, a key spot where you can take a picture with the magic castle in the background. This couple, they love Disney. You ever meet a couple that just loves Disney? A little bit too much. Like my pal Jericho, who built my website and he's helped me get this podcast off the ground. Uh, He and his crazy Uncle Larry. Jericho loves Disney so much. You know, everything about it. You know, he he loves all the Star Wars stuff. It's kind of like... When, when uh, Star Wars became like a Disney entity, that was the greatest thing ever that happened to him because he loved Star Wars and he loved Disney. And then when they joined forces, he jizzed. Okay? It was, uh, yeah, it was probably like walking around in downtown uh, wherever he lives. And then the jizz just shot, busted out of the zipper because it was such a strong stream because when that news hit, you know, so it doesn't matter what it is. It could be Pocahontas. It could be Star Wars. If it's Disney, Jericho loves it. So much so that he started a uh, a tourism company, a um, one of those uh, a trip booking sites. I forgot what the fuck he calls it again. Magical Jizz Adventures or something like that, where you can book your Disney trip through Jericho. I'm getting some of those details are just a little bit off, but... Uh, I don't think the jizz is involved. But anyway, you get what I'm talking about. So this couple goes to Disney World, and um, the dude is uh, is going to ask his significant other to marry him. Now, I think they both knew it was going to happen there. It is a little bit choreographed. No big deal. But... Um, He's getting ready to pop the question. And you'll see here, they're, they're both dressed uh, in all white for some reason. But watch this. As, he's, as he drops to a knee, a Disney worker comes in and says, No, no, no. You're in a bad photograph spot. You got to be down these steps. He actually, like, intercepts the pass. Like, he drops to a knee... And then the Disney worker comes running in and steals the ring. Yes, that's great. But over here, she's going to be even better. Oh, my God. Did you, what the fuck is going on here? He says, yeah, come on over here. It's going to be even better. No, you fucking wrecked it, you asshole. And that dude who's, who's uh, proposing, he looks to be a big guy. Why isn't he fucking stomping this motherfucker ghetto style into oblivion? What are you, what, what is, what the fuck? Oh my God! 
By the way, this guy in all white here, he should not be wearing this shirt. Okay. He looks, he's got to, he's got to lose a little. He looks like he still could be. He's, he's just a little bit too much fat to be wearing that tight of a shirt. She's an absolute beauty. Yes, that's great. But over here, she's going to be even better. <laughs> this is, yes, over here, it's going to be even better. What an asshole. I got to call Jericho about this. See what he thinks about this shit. Mm-mm-mm. I wonder what people think when they when they see me calling. Oh no, he wants to talk. Come on, Jericho. Hello, Jericho. It's Eric on the podcast. Hey, what's going on? Uh, real quick, what's the name of the uh, uh, tourist company again? The uh, uh, reservation company what the hell is it magical bookings that's it i was just talking about you being the biggest fan of disney you and your better half yeah yep what were you a bigger fan of star wars or disney oh don't do this to me you got <laughs> no, honestly probably star wars and then when they merged did you jizz pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was just playing the video. Did you see the guy dressed in white drop to a knee in front of the castle to, like, uh, say, ask the chick if she'd marry him? Uh, I, I didn't see. I saw, like, some news posting. I didn't actually see the video. Is this the guy that got interrupted? Is that who you're talking about? Yes. This crazy yep. Disney employee gra actually grabbed the guy's ring and and said no you got to do it down here it's going to be even better but it wasn't even better because he interrupted it he ruined it right <laughs> oh have you uh, ever encountered overzealous disney employee no nope to be honest i've uh we've had very good luck with you know cast members and they're they're, they're part of the reason why we keep going back to the parks to be honest okay so this is do you think that they killed this man that he's actually dead <laughs> you never know okay all right uh everything's still going on at, uh, going on strong at uh magical bookings coming out of the pandemic yep it is yeah we're super busy um we we've kind of coined it as you know revenge travel everybody that wasn't able to go on vacation for two years is going now right. and it's, it's pretty hectic yeah it's so great that no one even cares that it's that much for gas we don't care no, no, nope, not at all. No, you know. Yep. Okay. Uh, everything else okay? Uh, crazy Uncle Larry hanging in there? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's good. Um, I think he, I think you saw on my Facebook. We got another kid on the way. So I did see that. I was excited. Congratulations. Yep. Thank you. So you know that's you know makes life crazy as well. So. <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, you're doing a great job, and everybody loves you. All right. Appreciate it. Okay. See you, Jericho. See you. Yep. Bye. There you go. You can check him out. Magical bookings on Facebook. Great guy. Love him so much. Huge ally to your old pal, Eric Zane. So Disney now, they are, I guess they're like, no, this guy, this is bad. They're offering to make things right after this all happened. Okay. According to, uh, 
the person who posted the video on Reddit, the man had permission from another park employee to propose on that raised platform before the interruption. Uh, the person wrote, the person gave him permission. Then this piece of shit ran up to him and grabbed the ring. Can you believe it? He actually took the fucking ring. And that big dude, the, uh, you know, dude who was proposing, he was, he was, he could have killed that guy. He showed great restraint. That would have been okay for him to rip him limb from limb and, you know, just throw his body all over the park. Disney released a statement to Newsweek, amazingly, apologizing for the incident and promised to make things right for the couple. A Disney spokesperson said, uh, we regret how this was handled. We have apologized to the couple involved and offered to make it right. Well, we need specifics. I want to know how you made it right. You know? I don't know. Free. Well, I mean, you think about it. It costs like $200 to just get into the park. I could at least make that free. Um, I guess it's, a, I mean, it's, it's become quite a story, but still, what a dumb shit i wonder what happened to the guy what did he there should be some type of explanation what were you thinking what the fuck is wrong with you jesus all right uh, speaking of assholes in the news if you remember the of course you do the uh tops mass shooting that went down and there was the story about the lady who was working at the supermarket and she's like, uh, the guy comes in and starts shooting and she, she ducks down and hides behind the counter and, uh, 911, what's your emergency? Ah, uh, yes, uh, there's a shooter in here. What are you, what are you, what are you whispering for? Quit, quit whispering. I can't. There's a shooter here and he wants to shoot me in the fucking face. I have to be very quiet. I'm so glad you're here to help me. Yeah, speak up. He's not there. No, he is. I, you're, you're not here. How could you possibly know that? He's right. He's standing right in front of me. He just killed more black people. And I'm next, so I have to be very quiet. Quit being a pussy. Speak up. I can't. And then she, like, hung up on her. Uh, that 911 operator has been fired. How is she still alive? They should have just shot her. What an asshole. I've oftentimes said this about 911 operators. They all, anytime I hear them, they, they rub me the wrong way. Well, not when I call, which I call all the time and say, hey, guess what's going on here? I got a, I got a dog loose. Help me. I think I uh, the 911 operator in my county, it's the same chick every time. I call her all the time. Uh, she's she's top notch. She's professional as hell. Uh, I talked to her on let's see what day was it? It was Friday. I talked to her. I called her on Friday. Um, I was walk. I, I was at Meyer, and um, there was a white explorer in the parking lot, and um, a car pulled up with young people in it. A young dude gets out of the Explorer. 
walks up to the driver's side, hands him something. The driver that pulled up takes off like a bat out of hell. The driver and the Explorer, he goes the opposite direction. It's a drug deal. Uh, I got the license. I swear to God, this happened. I got the license plate number on the Explorer. And I called the cops. And she picks it up and going to go, hey, it's Eric. And she goes, hey, Eric, how are you? I go, not bad. I just saw a drug deal go down. And uh, she goes, okay, what happened? I go, all right, here's what's up. I told her what I just told you. She goes, uh, what did the one look like? I go, dark sedan. Took off towards uh, Culver's. Uh, what about the Explorer? Yeah, he went over to Baldwin. Here's the license plate number. I gave her the license plate number. She goes, what did the dude look like? I go, white kid, skinny, blue shirt, dark hair, about 5'11", punk. Uh, yeah, go get him. She goes, okay, do you want us to call you? I go, nope, you don't have to. If you need me for anything, you can call me. But no, you don't have to call me. So, you know, I am this I am a fucking narc. I am see something, say something. And I'm always on the lookout. I am an absolute asset to the community. That's what I am. So I don't know ultimately what happened there. Uh might have been nothing, but I'm guessing it was a drug deal. More than likely it was. And uh, I love my community, so that's what I'm doing. You're like, what? What the fuck are you doing, Eric Zane? What would you have done? What would you have done if you were in my position? This happened on uh, on Friday after I got done podcasting. Oh yeah, I am. I am a a sneaky, sneaky bastard. Uh, next time, I'm gonna follow the guy. I think this is actually a place where people are used to selling drugs. So I'm on the lookout. I'm like the guy. I'm one step below guy who buys a car that looks like a cop car. That's me. All right. So she got fired. A little bit more on this. Let me make sure I got all the details. Um, excuse me. <coughs> At first, she was on administrative leave. A hearing was held on May 30th to determine to her to terminate the 911 call 911 call operator who acted totally inappropriately, not following protocol. I guess that uh, protocol would be uh, a don't be crazy bitch. Uh, Rogers, the lady Letitia Rogers was at the supermarket service service desk with uh, two coworkers while on the phone with a customer when she heard uh, gunfire. I look up out the window and I saw this customer, this lady with her shopping cart. She just stopped and she just had a really funny look on her face and she just turned to run. Next thing you know, you just keep hearing gunfire. All we could do was just drop to the ground. Rogers hid behind the counter, praying that he didn't see her. She reached into her back pocket to grab her phone, dialed 911. The dispatcher, Rogers, said, asked her why she was whispering during the call. God. In part, Rogers said, please send help. There's a person in the store shooting. What? I can't hear you. Why are you whispering? You don't have to whisper. They can't hear you. What an asshole comment. Can you imagine if Letitia Rogers said, oh, okay, yeah, I'm over here. Ah! It's that dismissiveness that I can't stand. 
The dispatcher handled her call so dismissively that it was compo- that it has compounded Rogers' trauma, she told CNN. Oh, then, okay. Now that's what you say when you're getting ready to sue. If you are, okay, this is smart by uh, the lady who, you know, called 911. You, you then make up a fairy tale and to get a ton of cash. Uh, Central Police Services went through all the calls associated with the shooting. They identified this one call, said it's completely unacceptable. Crazy bitch gets fired. They did not release her name. She needs to be canceled. They should release her name. In my opinion, we need to shame this person. And uh, you know how it is. The big bad internet machine will will dispatch her quite quickly. So she's fired. I was able to hang out with Mario from the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage over the weekend Saturday at the Ironman football game. It was another slaughter. We beat the hell out of the team. God. Jesus. Our team is so good. And that so good and tasty um, that the competition, it doesn't matter who it is, just sucks. We just slaughter them every time. Season's over now. They, they got to come up with a league with like better teams. Anyway, uh, Mario wants to work for you and getting a mortgage. Reach out to him, 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Um, doesn't matter if your credit is great, if your credit is terrible, he takes everybody. Get out of renting and reach out to Mario today. He can get you into a loan. Uh, this works for anyone in the audience Despite where you live, with the exception uh, with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii, got a place to repair your cars. Excuse me, Ugh, damn it. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV six one six five three two sixty six hundred. Servicing all makes and models of cars in West Michigan, with the exception being Volkswagen. Um, so if you have a hybrid, if you have an EV, they are the absolute pros. The dealers call them to fix the cars when people take the cars to the dealership. They don't tell you that, though. Uh, eliminate the middleman and just go to Irvine's. And it, it isn't just uh, EVs and, and hybrids. It's any vehicle can be serviced at Irvine. 616-532-6600. ERVines.com. That's ERVines.com. Hang on. Throat is like a desert. <clears throat> Damn it. Uh, Bosco's Pub for lunch or dinner in Hudsonville, Michigan. Uh, great burgers, great salads, great pub food. You know, you know what you're getting there. You go in there for a burger for lunch or dinner and a beer. That's what it is. Hudsonville, Michigan's Bosco's Pub, part of Terra Square. They are hiring, by the way. If you're looking for a job, part-time or full-time, whatever it may be, uh, they need a cook. They need more than one cook, actually. If you have some experience, they're paying up to $22 an hour to make the burgers. Doug needs a break. Entry level, 15 bucks an hour. So if you got the high schooler, they're going to train him, and he's going to make 15 bucks an hour. 
You need a job, go to Bosco's Pub. Frank Fuss says it's time to get an insurance policy, a health care policy. If you work on your own, you know, you're self-employed, uh, or perhaps your work does not offer insurance or you're between jobs, you still need health insurance. Frank is going to make that happen. Now, you can reach out to him, 616-914-4070, or make an appointment to see him at buyinsurancehere.com. Or, if you want, I will introduce you myself to him. Just drop me a line, send me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com, and I will take care of the rest. Frank's services are free. He will get you into a health insurance policy through healthcare.gov. And it's really important that you use Frank, not only because he's a sponsor, but because it's very easy to mess this up and do the wrong thing and get the wrong policy. Okay. Plus, you're going to get dental coverage too. Not everybody is able to pull that off. I tell you what, uh, when they launched healthcare.gov, in my opinion, they didn't do a really good job of informing the public as to what it is and how it works. Um, so you need to reach out to Frank and he'll help you. If you do call or text and mention my name, 616-914-4070. God, thirsty as hell. My apologies. The Tigers, okay, prior to the series with the Yankees, had clawed their way to like, I don't know, nine games out of first, trailing the Twins. They took the series with the Twins, and in their previous, so they're, uh, they were like six and two over their last eight. Not bad. And then their first two games with the Yankees, they didn't score a run. What a bunch of assholes. Ugh. Right back in the shitter. That guy, Aaron Judge, is an absolute beast. He's, uh, you remember like when A-Rod was young, he's hit the shit out of the ball, and he's so damn good looking, so all he would do was hit the shit out of the ball and go have sex with hot chicks. I suspect that's what Aaron Judge is doing now. He's so big, strong, and handsome, he strikes me as the type of guy who started having sex when he was like four. My God. He's got more home runs at this time of the year 52nd game into the season than both Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle. Maris at game 52 had 20 home runs. Mantle had 18. Judge, 21. Tigers have lost three in a row. They're now 10 games back again. Way to go, dicks. Fucking Yankees, 39 and 15. Son of a bitch. Uh, there's a funny clip I saw. 
college baseball player. This is this is spectacular. <laughs> this dude is uh this dude hits it a mile. Watch what happens to the outfielder. Of course, during BP, you were going yard every two seconds. <laughs> this one's hit deep by Stock. Bennett. Oh! <laughs> on the head. Stock rounding second, headed for third. Oh. And he is held there by Jim Penders. And Bennett had trouble tracking it in center field and almost went out of the yard. Oh, how great was that? He's backing up, backing up. Wasn't that a viral video? And then he runs into the wall, gets disoriented, looks back up just to see the ball as it smashes his face. Of course, during BP, you were going yard every two seconds. <laughs> this one's hit deep by Stock. Bennett oh. knocks him on the head. Holy shit. Didn't that happen to Jose Canseco? Yes. In fact, they have it right here. If you ever, this is years ago, Jose Canseco at the time playing for Texas, that happened to him. High fly ball, right field deep. Canseco back to the track. Look it up. It is off his head. It looked like. Except this one hit him in the head and then it went over the fence for a home run. Those guys, look at, they're laughing. They're cracking up. The dumb fuck was so shitty at outfielding. The ball hits him in the head and bounces over the fence for a home run. He went over the fence. David Hall's laughing out there, so it uh, must be. <laughs> it either hit his head or his shoulder. Let's take a look at it. Martinez, fourth home run of the year. How great is this? And Canseco goes back to the wall. He looks like he's, you know, he's checking the wall. He's checking the ball. Checking the wall and the ball. Reaches up. Hits him right in the head. He goes over the top. And <laughs> hit Canseco in the head. And bounced over the wall for a homer. Look at this. Boink. And it's out of here. No wonder David Hulse was laughing when he went over there. That's the greatest play that's ever happened in baseball. He did a lot of great things, but that shot will live forever. That is, you will be remembered. Yeah, if I'm him, he's standing there stoically. I would have, I would have just taken off my uniform right there and walked off the field and never played baseball again. That forever. Oh. Jesus, is that awesome. So anyway, that had to hurt when it hit the one guy, though, right in the face. They needed a, I needed to see like an image of how jacked, uh, how jacked up his face is, you know? Uh, something else that's going on. The college, uh, there's a, a baseball tournament going on in, uh, in Tennessee. Home of the Vols at uh, Lindsey Nelson Stadium. And everybody is freaking out. Because this guy who was doing like an in-game interview here, um, while he's talking, you could see a, a, a pack of cowboy killers behind him in the dugout. The uh, the tweet says uh, Campbell. Uh, Campbell is the college. Campbell College with a box of damn marble red lung darts. 
I never heard that term. Lung darts in the dugout is something. Now, I remember when uh, I was growing up watching the Tigers and uh, the players would smoke in the dugout. You would see that all the time. Uh, Lou Whitaker in particular would be, he'd see, or Chet Lemon, they'd just be taking a couple puffs. No big deal. Leland, uh, when Leland was more recently was the manager of the Tigers, he would uh, step out of the dugout or go walk down to the locker room, whatever, in the hallway and, and puff between innings. And uh, no big deal. Who gives a shit? It's baseball. You don't even need to be an athlete to play. It's it's just, it's a, it's you know, it's like throwing horseshoes. You do not need to be an athlete to play baseball. Everybody knows that. In fact, I would say that it should be a rule that you have to smoke. That would be more interesting to me if the pitcher would light one up on the mound. That that's how, you know, you, they're always trying about talking about speeding up the game. No, slow down the game. I want this guy puffing while I want a cigarette in his mouth while he's actually throwing the ball. And same thing with the batter, the umpire, and the catcher. They need to have cigarettes in their mouths uh, while the game is being played. But nowadays, it is, um, you know, it's not they're trying to outlaw smoking, which is a huge mistake, in my opinion. Uh, the world needs more cigarettes. If you want to know how how I feel, Campbell baseball coach Justin Hare was interviewed on the SEC Network and ESPN live stream. Now I don't you're, you're this is going to be no surprise to you, but this is turning into a big deal. This story, in fact, if you were to look at the news article that accompanies this exact thing about a pack of smokes in the dugout, um. If you post this on Twitter, it says the following media includes potentially sensitive material. So when you see this on Twitter, you're suspecting that you're about to see like a beheading. But then you click view and it's a pack of cigarettes in the dugout. I'm not even kidding. That's the sensitive material. That's where we are in the world today. That a pack of smokes on Twitter is considered to be sensitive material. Um, this is also unfolding where whoever's put the pack of smokes there could be in a shit ton of trouble by the NCAA and the University of Tennessee. During the interview, the broadcast displayed the pack of, uh, pack of cowboy killers in the Campbell dugout. The interview occurred in the bottom of the fifth inning. This is serious, by the way. If the package contained cigarettes and the cigarettes were used, it is a violation of the University of Tennessee and NCAA policies. The school has a policy against smoking on campus. According to the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, smoke-free campus policy and procedure bylaw 4.1 quote the university of tennessee knoxville is a smoke-free campus smoking is prohibited in and on all university property what a crock of shit you can't even be outside and have a cigarette on the campus 
Oh, my God. So are you telling me that if you go to college, they are expecting 100% compliance from 25,000 students? I mean, if you're a student that lives on campus, you can't step out of the dorms for a puff? My God. The NCAA says NCAA rules prohibit any player, coach, or umpire from using tobacco products during practices or games. Anyone breaking the rule is ejected from the diamond. Now, Tennessee went on to uh, win the game. They beat Campbell 12-7 to to advance to this fucking tournament. Uh, in the, who gives a shit? But can you believe this? Sensitive material, pack of smokes. In my opinion, there's much bigger problems in the world. Who gives a shit? All right. Don't forget about my paintball event coming up at TC Paintball, and I would love you to be there. I was just informed that I have two, count them, two paintball scholarships that have been awarded. Uh, Long-time listeners... Terry and Terry's better half, Beth, have, uh, out of their own money, done this. That is a very nice gesture. So I will be doing a contest on social media uh, for paintball scholarships. That event happens June 26th. It's paintball war number 19. The summertime slaughter. Subheading, subtitle, rest in peace, devil fart Mike. As Rick ended that in a majestic way. Never let him live it down. TCPaintballGR.com is the website. If you want to book a party, Wednesday they do two things. Little League and Ladies Day. Uh, gather the ladies and go have a good fun time. Take on the guys in paintball. If you want to do some workplace team building, maybe get the neighborhood, uh, your friends together, your kids, uh, your kids, friends, whatever it may be, family reunion, you can book a party at TC Paintball. Drop in play during the week. You'll have to make a uh, reservation on Saturday. They're playing outdoors on the outdoor field right now, which you have two choices to play. You can play in the village, which is a lot like playing real life Call of Duty, or on the air ball field, tcpaintballgr.com. Thanks again to Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. They did a majestic job installing the flooring in our house here. Thank you so much to Jacob and Scott for getting that done. Stairs look awesome. Everything is fantastic. It went just as planned. We are closer to having the basement completely done. And uh, I owe it all to you. Thank you very much. Uh, It's my friends at Bennett Flooring Installation. If you want flooring installed correctly, professionally the first time, and you want to pay the least amount possible, you have to call them. They encourage you to do a lot of the work yourself, getting rid of the old flooring and whatnot, and then they will put the finishing touch on it with the professional flooring installation. It'll take about a day. 616-318-0167. Call up. They will visit you, and they will uh, give you an estimate. Tell you how much it's going to cost to have that done. The actual flooring that I want you to buy, you need to go to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. 
on Chicago Drive in Granville, Michigan. Okay. It is a warehouse building where they buy tons of flooring from all the major manufacturers and they buy a lot of it. And when they purchase it in such quantities, they get it cheaper, which means they price it cheaper. And they're going with all of the most popular brands because they know it'll sell. So you can go there, get any style of carpet, flooring, laminate, vinyl plank, tile, ceramic, you name it, they have it. Okay. That's the first place you need to go. They will beat anybody's price. I can promise you that. And when you mention my name, you'll save an additional 10%. So you need to go from wherever you are in Michigan to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. My God, if you're in West Michigan, this is an absolute must. If you live outside of West Michigan, you're still going to save enough money. Even with gas prices through the roof. Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet on Chicago Drive behind Little Caesars in Granville, Michigan. Finally, our last sponsor of the day. And not done podcasting, don't worry. Full House Comedy. Matt Bronger is making an appearance this weekend. Well, actually, it starts on Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Rockford Corner Bar. Then you can check him out at the Grand Rapids Comedy Club on Friday. That's part of Creston Brewery. Saturday, Matt is going to be at the Park Theater. And then Sunday for a 7 p.m. show at Billy's Lounge in Grand Rapids. All right. Uh, also, there's another comedy event going on at the Froenthal Center. It is called the Chocolate Factory Comedy Show. One of my favorites, Donnell Rawlings, who's been in this house, is going to be there. I should get him on again. D. Ray Davis and Donnell Rawlings. You remember Donnell from the Chappelle Show. He's absolutely awesome. One of the funniest people on the planet. And you can get tickets by going to fullhousecomedy.com. So Chocolate Factory Comedy Show. That means black people. Would we ever uh, have a comedy show called the Vanilla Factory Comedy Show with all white guys? No, you could never pull that off. All right. Fullhousecomedy.com. So this lady in Indiana thought that her um, boyfriend was cheating on her. Hang on a second. I need a drink before I do this story. By the way, some of you are like, hey, Eric, if you uh, if you aren't talking about your eating, you're probably fucking it up. Yeah, I, I, I think I did, kind of. Especially, Saturday was interesting because on the way to Ann Arbor, we stopped at McDonald's and I got a bacon cheese biscuit. When we got to the graduation party, I was not hungry, but 
uh, Chipotle all-you-can-eat buffet bar at the graduation party. That's a sin if you don't eat. So I went with uh, a soft taco and a hard-shell taco and then followed it up with a, a taco salad bowl. So essentially at this point, I should have had one meal, but I've had three and none of which, none of which were small with the exception of the bacon, egg and cheese biscuit. I I have then eaten at that point before noon enough for two days. So I would say this is a, this is a legitimate fail. Um, let's see. Saturday night, I went to Muskegon for the football game, and somebody bought me a pizza. Here, this was sent over from somebody. Uh, great. And I had two or three slices of that. Got home 10 o'clock, and I had yet... An- I started the day with a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit from McDonald's, and I finished the day with the Jimmy Dean bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit in the freezer. It's the NFK's food. So I would say Saturday was not quite up to par. I would say that was terrible. One of the worst ever. So any uh, uh, positive momentum I had had when I started this is gone now. I mean, so then Sunday comes. I had a couple of bagels. I think those are like 300 calories each. With butter, toasted. Some nuts. But you know what? And I'm back up. Friday, I didn't even talk about how on Friday I had a Luigi burger with fries. I think the whole weekend was a wash for eating. I think I fucked the whole thing up. Boy, that was good, though. That was a great burger. Um, Saturday and Sunday, my foot hurt, so I didn't run. And then, so Sunday, uh, the two bagels, and then a bunch of nuts, and then I had a salad. A big salad with bacon bits and a lot of French dressing. Okay. Yeah, the only thing that remotely was acceptable was the salad, and even that was too much of it and the wrong shit on it. You know... People have tried, oh, yeah, you got to go with the oil and vinegar if you really want to, like, do do the right thing. I'm like, you know, yeah, maybe, but you don't have any idea how inexpensive and delicious French dressing is? What do you prefer? If you could choose between French and Catalina because they're similar. Boy, that Catalina is spectacular. Damn it. All right. I'll try again today. An Indiana woman thought that her boyfriend was cheating on her. She followed the boyfriend because she had a a tracking device on him. They're called Apple AirTags. I don't know how it works, but whatever. You you put the thing on, and as long as it's on them, you can track them. So... She goes to the bar and she sees the guy. And uh, 
I, I guess he was with a girl or something like that. So, um, you know, you're probably thinking she then, this is like an episode of Cheaters where she shot the video and I'm going to show it to you. No, she didn't do any of that. She's not messing around here. Um, rather than shoot a video and confront him, she murdered him. She stepped on the gas and ran and ran over dude. <laughs> Holy fuck. I think this is defendable in court. If you, you can just say, yeah, I was insane. I was so pissed off that I killed him. This is, this is delightful. I, I am, this is, this is warms my soul. This makes me happy that she went so far to do this. Quote, I'm quite sure since this is a pub and grill and it is late at night and there are quite a few people who are there that left the scene because they didn't want to get involved. Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department Captain Don Weilhammer said of the incident. This is where we need them to get involved and call us and get us any information they saw regarding this. What information do you need? You look on your phone. There's an icon of a car driving over a dude. The lady, Galen Morris, 26, was arrested Friday after reportedly following Andre Smith to Tilly's Pub in Indianapolis by using an Apple AirTag and GPS. Morris, after she drove over the guy and killed him, told a witness she was Smith's girlfriend and that he was cheating on her. According to investigators, Morris told the witness she was going to use an empty wine bottle to beat him to beat up the other woman. The confrontation escalated when Morris swung the bottle at the woman, but the attack was intercepted by Smith, according to an affidavit. Employees of the bar then asked three of them to leave the bar. A witness said that's when Morris allegedly attacked Smith with her car Mullis pulled forward and clipped the victim Smith and he went down at which time Morris then beep beep backed up over him and then okay she clipped him he go he winged him he goes down backs up over the guy and then says one more time motherfucker put it in drive and then drove over him again so at this point he's getting ground up in the wheel in the wheel wells. So she ran over him three times. Morris then got out of the car and then tried going after the other woman who was still in the pub waiting for a food order. Wait a minute. Is that how it all got started? Because this timeline doesn't add up. I guess that was the first thing she did. Maybe Uh, the mayor there, Coroner showed up and said, yeah, he's dead. He got, because he got run over. Morris was charged with murder. Uh, the county prosecutor's office will determine final charges. According to the press. Uh, Jesus. Well, don't cheat on your old lady, for God's sake. That is incredible. 
in our household, we have, um, you know, there's the, um, I've talked about this. The It's called Find My. It's an app called Find My. And you click on it and you can see where everybody in the household is. How about this? It's like right now, Tacky is going to work. Uh, Madison is in the other room. Diana is in New York, New York. I can get her exact location right now. She's 631 miles away. And Justin. Now, don't ask me why Justin is on here. But he is. So I can see wherever he is. Now, he's fucked. There is no chance Justin can ever cheat on Jacqueline. Um, because if he ever, like, makes it so I can't see that, I will then know that he is cheating on my daughter. Why did he have, have, do that in the first place? I'm curious. Why? And some of you might be like, why is that even a thing? I don't know. Hang on a second here. Yes. Hi, you going to work? I am at. Oh, you're here. at. You're at. You're. You are at work. Sorry to bother you. Uh, I was <laughs> just okay. talking about uh, tracking people on the uh, uh, Find My app. How all four of us know where each other is. Yeah. Does Justin ever say why do I have to be on this? No, he loves it. it he um, he looks at everybody's all the time. It was actually like when we started uh, dating. He already had like all his family and all his friends, and he's like, why don't we? Why don't we do this? Like yeah. With your family. So. Yeah. Well, you know yeah. what that is. I mean, if he ever cheats on you and t- and shuts that <laughs> off, we will know, and we can go oh, kill him. We can if just. You shut it, if you shut it off, it's sketchy. Do you remember? I'm not going to say names, but that family friend who was in Florida and he shut it off. Yes. And I said, right. What did I say the second it happened? That he's cheating. Yes. Was he? Yeah, it's obvious. Yeah, well, you're. It's it's like almost more sketchy to turn it off than to just leave it on and let them know you're there. Right. Your mother said, um, and your mother and Madison said, no, no way. (laughs) I'm like, are you crazy? Of course. And it turns out he was. Yeah, now he's married. He's married to that whore. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, uh, have a nice day. I like knowing where everybody's at. I know. I love it, too. I, but yes. it's now we can never not do that. No, I know. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, love bye. You. Love you, too. Bye. Yeah. That's the way it is. Got to know. I know they check up on me all the time. Um, occasionally, I'll get a phone call. Hey, where are you? And I'll say, uh, I'm at Meyer. And I can guarantee you they're like looking at the phone where I'm at. They know I'm there. They're like cross-referencing to make sure that I'm not somewhere I shouldn't be. I don't know. I just I just do what I'm told. I'm just a good soldier. That's another reason why I'm a great husband. <laughs> oh my god, who would say that? What the fuck is wrong with you? You fucking We'll see. All right. Uh, I want to see you on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I'm going to finish up this podcast. I'm going to publish this podcast. And then I'm going to do the Patreon podcast. And you're going to love it.
Five or ten bucks a month. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You probably have guessed this podcast is over. There's nothing more I can say. We have barreled our way into three and one half years of podcasting. Another milestone date. It is time for the asshole of the day brought to you by triggered Rick and uh, TC paintball and JM synthetics specializing in AMSOIL products distributed to the masses. Who is it going to be? I talked about how Ozark is a horribly overrated show. Uh, the media is taking any incident of gun violence and packaging it in a nice, neat ad to try to convince the public that we need um, gun control. That's what I feel is happening. By the way, I'm not saying we don't need gun control. I'm just suggesting that the media is in on this one. I don't like the NFK finishing my sentences. He's got a physical today. We're going to nip the toenail fungus in the bud. Only fans are losing money. They're only making $150,000 a month because apparently you can only, uh, the, the fans are getting tired of seeing a fist go into a certain spot that it shouldn't go. The market is oversaturated. I believe I've found the asshole of the day. The idiot at Disney who broke up the proposal. That is today's asshole of the day. There you go. Congratulations. That is my time. I appreciate you being part of the Eric Zane Show podcast. For this, June 6, 2022, January 6, 2019 is when we started it all. And I am still excited to do this every single day. When that little light goes off on the camera, I am still like, yes, this is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Till next time. Have a great one. I'll talk to some of you on Patreon. I hope it's you. Please sign up. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Till then. Bye-bye.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.